Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HailVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And it's a fucking Friday again. (laughs) Two weeks in a row. So welcome to the shit show. Um, Today, we have a very special guest, um, an awesome person to follow on social media. We are joined today by David Bear. You may have seen him on the TikToks or the Instagrams as Full Metal Lifter, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. Um, Hi, how are you? Welcome to Fucking Friday. (laughs) Uh, I am good. Uh, Yeah, this is a blast. I'm excited to be here and I've been looking forward to it since I've found the page on tiktok yeah yeah we david, love it david's like love dude I've, I've been on the call for five minutes and what the fuck is even happening right <laughs> <now>? <laughs> it is what it is folks i'm just keeping my cool i'm just trying to keep my cool that's oh. all i'm in front of two cool people and i'm like oh don't make an idiot of yourself shit you listen to our podcast that's impossible. we make idiots out of ourselves on the weekly <laughs> i made a job out of making an idiot out of myself <laughs> Same. See, I got to get more comfortable in that. Like just being an idiot in my like au natural out oh, yeah. in the wild. Be a weirdo in your own it. element. Just fucking own it. Like, yep. It's fun. It, it's, when you own it, it's just fun. It, it helps you become more comfortable in that meat suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I could use that. There, There's a lack of comfort in this meat suit. So It happens. We totally understand that. Yeah. Yep. We're actually doing a mental health check next week about that. So uh-huh. um, very relevant are. conversation. Spoiler alert. Yep. That's called foreshadowing. Hello. Um, but yeah, so um, we know who you are. But mm. if, if someone's listening and they haven't checked you out yet on social media, tell us about yourself, your credentials, your experience. Like, how'd you get into lifting? You've, like, been a strength athlete of all fucking forums like mm-hmm. i've seen photos of you you know fucking jerking a whole lot of weight on a barbell i saw photos of you dragging a bus behind you like yeah share with us <laughs> your experience, please yeah um so i got into crossfit whenever i was probably 17 and that was coming from just doing p90x or like whatever other type of at-home gym programs there are and after that got into weightlifting been in weightlifting almost 10 years Mm -hmm. so yeah eight i was in crossfit for like a year and then i switched to weightlifting and i picked up strong x or strongman uh recently within the last year because i had an athlete approach me who was doing that sport and they wanted to be coached and i figured it would be good for me to get some experience with that sport okay. to be able to yeah. coach it a little bit better. Um, I am the head coach of meta weightlifting. I have my USAW L2, my NASM precision nutrition just recently got that. And probably one other cert that I'm forgetting about. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been what I've been up to like in terms of sports. Uh, been up to national level AO finals for weightlifting nationals being above that. And then, you know, it gets international after that. Mm -hmm. So decent level up there, not the best, not the worst. No, but I mean, that's that's pretty fucking impressive. Like AO, um, if you don't know what, if you're not following the sport of weightlifting, AO is the American open 
um, mm-hmm. which you have to be a pretty established weightlifter to even be considered mm-hmm. most of yeah. the time to be on the A stage to like get to the further level. Um, so it's nothing to shake a stick at by any means, mm-hmm. like still a very, very difficult. It's like the the CrossFit Games documentary from like 2015 at the beginning. They're like, you have to be really good to come to the CrossFit Games and suck. And it's, yeah. it's just like that. Yeah. You have to be really yeah. fucking good to even get to that level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's you, a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, don't sell yourself short by any means, oh, dude. Like, that's no. that's an impression. I'm always comparing myself to the best in the sport, though. And then, like, you have Maddie Rogers, uh-huh. Meredith Allwine, all these, like, badass athletes kicking my ass, and I'm just trying to keep up, you know? That's all right. That's all right. You do you. Yeah. You do you. They're and awesome. They I are. Know. They are. Before we, like, dive deep into kind of what we were going to talk about today, I think that you posted something, uh, like, a few days ago or a few weeks ago in response to someone, like, dogging on women and lifting. And you were yeah. like, dude, do you understand how many women outlift me on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah. Like, humble yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't get the the whole argument that men are across the board stronger. Mm-hmm. It's like... It, it doesn't like you don't just pop out a man and you're like, oh, yes, I'm going to be stronger than half the general <laughs> right. population. Great. Right. No. Um, untrained men are always going to or not always like you can't use it dogmatically like that, but um, they are often going to be weaker than trained females. Get over it. That's just how it is. Like you train hard. You're going to be stronger than yes. people who don't train hard on average. Like that's just the way it is. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. just get in. I don't know. It's like that incel side of TikTok that I don't yeah. understand. But the it, red pill side of TikTok that yeah. we steer uh, the fuck away from as fast as humanly. I'm so. And like, why do oh. they keep getting microphones? Like, shut, <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Because like, I don't like, know. they need their opinion projected. Yeah. and have extra side money to spend <laughs> right. on an elaborate, you know, podcasting thing. Like, it's insanity out there, man. Oh. It's it's rough. <laughs> like we have yeah. to we end up on the wrong side of the algorithm. No, for sure. I, me. I don't even feel comfortable posting in the way that I normally just would on TikTok because mm-hmm. I know that it's if it gets on the wrong side of TikTok, I'm going to have to go through reply after reply after reply just explaining why they're wrong and uh-huh. and it's just that's that's like a whole nother job yes. Yes. On. Yes. it's like it's i'd rather just talk to my people yeah yeah no it's like okay this is my task for the day they've annoyed me and they've set off my rage i must now destroy mm-hmm. <laughs> yep pretty and much it's like man i'm just trying to give somebody some fucking information that they yes. can use to help themselves and their their exactly i'm trying to be a nice person yeah. live my life educate and these people just keep on getting me into angry david mode and yep. I, I i don't like to be there all the time but they I keep know, putting me right? there right it's like yeah. i don't some days i do wake up I like can't. this today is one of those days unfortunately mm-hmm. where you just woke up and your brain is just on fucking fire mm-hmm. but like Yep. A lot of days when I get pissed off, it's because of some dickhead on the internet. Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. Almost Fuck. always. Yes. Say less. Yeah. God. Seriously. <laughs> I wish that not I wish that everyone wasn't born with a mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, or vocal cords. You oh, know? Like, man. Just like stop. Just because you <sighs> can say it doesn't mean you should. Right. And- a lot of these people just spent too much time on 4chan. Like yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. Or they're just real. bored. They're just bored. Bored people are trouble. Like when yeah. you're bored, you're fucking annoying as bored, hell. unhappy people. Oh yes, well bored it's like people. That's imagine right. being in a relationship, right? And like we get bored, and then you're like looking to find some sort of stimulus. So an argument happens, and it's like you feed into that. Like it's a super easy loop to get into, and these people are just doing that online habitually. Yeah. It's, go, go to therapy seriously yes, please. it's worth the investment <laughs> for everyone around you yeah yep. therapy like is awesome friends, i love go it go to therapy Fuck. yeah seriously <laughs> seriously um so sadie was telling me about a story that you were sharing with her um when we were prepping to to have you on about how you got into lifting um, and kind of your journey there. Do you, could you uh, elaborate for our listeners? Yeah, because it's a great story. And I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing your triumph because a lot of people just, yeah. we we know it's one of those weird things like monkey see, monkey do, right? So if mm-hmm. you're uh, overcoming a really difficult thing that you didn't think you could fucking overcome and someone else is like, hey, I did this, you can do that too. Like it yep. really helps. So yes, enlighten us, please. Yeah, so in 2010, I was in a pretty rough car wreck 
Uh, I was a little bit into fitness before this. I just like doing a little bit of pull-ups and running. I really like to be the overachiever in PE class. Like that was the extent of it. Um, I was considering getting into wrestling, but that got put off after this car wreck. And the reason why is, you know, um, me and some friends were going to the beach and unfortunately we crossed into the other lane and I was in the backseat, no airbag or anything like that. We were in a Chevy Buick and going 65 miles per hour uphill and the Chevy Avalanche that we ran into was going 70 miles per hour. Uh, so head on collision. Um, that whole like dramatic slow-mo scene that happens as your life kind of flashes before your eyes, definitely real. Uh, don't recommend it. Nine or probably a two out of 10 experience. Okay. Yeah. Almost dying is not fun. Yeah. No, no. And you don't even realize that it's happening when it's happening. It, 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 everything shuts off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything shuts off. Like that's, it's the weirdest experience. Um, and because of that car wreck, I fractured my L3. I think it's, I should have, I'm pretty sure it was my lower lumbar three, um, vertebrae and cracked two ribs, fractured my left elbow, got a concussion. And, After that, doctors told me, you know, you're never going to be able to do impact sports. You're never going to be able to uh, lift heavy. You're always going to have to take this easy. You're always going to experience pain in your back, which is with everything I've learned about the biopsychosocial model and stuff like that of pain Mm -hmm. and expectation of pain. What a what a terrible doctor. Yeah, um, to set you up yeah. for failure. Like exactly, exactly. Horrible. Like, dude, what bedside yeah. manner? Hello. Yeah. And especially whenever you're talking to at the time, I was, I was, I just turned 16. You're talking yeah. to a 16 year old kid, and you're telling them this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I have to call call off wrestling. I can't do wrestling. Um, it takes me a while before I feel comfortable doing you know, physical activities. I had to wear a back brace for a month and I had to not basically do anything. Um, It was a terrible experience and very lonely because I just couldn't do anything that my friends were doing. And, you know, it's really hard to overcome that when you're trying to reintroduce yourself to things that you were told are going to be very painful and hurtful for you. Um, But Later on, I get into more of the fitness stuff, uh, like P90X, and I start enjoying bodybuilding, gaining muscle. Later on, as I said before, I got into CrossFit, and whenever I got into those type of things, I think I was mostly over the fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And strength training, what I found through that process and to what I still do is that strength training has helped alleviate a lot of the pain that I had to where I don't even, I don't even think about myself being in that situation anymore. Right. I don't, I'm not worried about the the fracture in my back. I'm not worried about the pain. I don't even remember what that pain sensation was like. Um, I'm usually in so much pain from training that that's all I have to focus <laughs> on, right? <laughs> The yeah. pain cave. Um, but like I've I've thrown my back out before. I've never like broken anything in my back, but I have a history of like back issues. Um, like and, muscle spasms. Yeah, mm. lifting weights for me was a game changer. My posture improved incredibly. My back pain went away completely. Like there really is power in moving your body, and yes. I love your story because of that. It really fucking emphasizes that you can take your life back. You just need to make fitness work for you. Like, yeah. and it doesn't have to be something heavy. It can be yeah. yoga. It can be, it can be anything. Take your body back because then you take your life back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all about progression. Powerful. Yeah. Like with strength, like you introduce a small stimulus and then you slowly build yourself up to be able to handle more of whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go up to a barbell and immediately start deadlifting max weight. Right. Um, I got comfortable a little bit with weights that were probably in the 60 to 70% range. And as I got more comfortable with that, and I started 
surrounding myself with an atmosphere that was good for maxing out, I just mm-hmm. took a leap of faith and you know, it didn't, it didn't, it, it didn't break. Things worked yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the one thing that, that um, I think we need to constantly remind people of just like you, you always have to start with something, right? Mm-hmm. You always have to build a base. Like, you know, you don't go out and ice skate for the first time and are like, are going to the fucking NHL the next day. Like, yeah. you know, like you, you have to build on your skill set. We had somebody comment the other day that, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, getting back into routine because I want to jump right back in where I was. And I was like, Hey, yeah. you just got to meet yourself where you're at yeah. right now. Yeah. And accept that right now, that's where you're at. And that's okay because you're going to build upon that. Like, yeah. And you, 45 pound barbell was heavy at one point in time for yeah, everybody. Yeah. Period. <laughs> and like, so we talked about progressions too just now. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking, like, we're going to talk about Olympic lifting here in a second. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But, um, like, just thinking about the clean as oh, a lift. Yeah. Like, how many fucking med ball cleans did I do that were hideous before I even got to touch a dumbbell yep. to do cleans before I ever even got to fucking sniff a barbell to clean yeah. it? I was looking like, back at lifts from a year ago the other day. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. and I thought they looked good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like oh, I was no, like, I was like, I'm fucking crushing on? it. And then I look back and I'm like, compared to like what I'm doing now. And I'm like, but that's Gross. good. That means that you've improved. But, yes, exactly. <laughs> Your old one is supposed to suck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you're that's, supposed to enjoy the moment and yes. feel like what you're doing is like a huge accomplishment in the moment. Yes. Like 100%. you build off of that, that, that momentum and motivate it carries into motivation that you will use to grow further into, into whatever you're doing. Yep. 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 It's it's an amazing thing when it happens and it takes a while for it to click. And then when it, it does, clicks, holy oh. shit, is yep. it is it a game changer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that's like one of my my biggest points when I talk to people that are looking at starting fitness. It's like, OK, you're going to have to do this for a while and it's going to be shitty. And I'm sorry, but at some point it's all going to make sense mm-hmm. and it's going to feel good and you're never going to want to fucking stop get to that point and you're good. Yep. And, and it'll it takes take a couple time. of months, yep. but it'll, you'll get there and it'll yep. be great. Just bear with me. I hate the, you know, the motivation question. How do yeah. you, how do you stay motivated? Well, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, no, <laughs> I no. just, <laughs> just go. That's just what I do now. Yeah. Like I, there are days yesterday I did not fucking want to go, but I was like, no, this is how you start making excuses mm-hmm. and excuses turn into shitty habits. Yep. Get your ass to the gym. <laughs> go do the thing. I have ways of like tricking myself or not, not tricking myself, but basically forcing myself. So Mm -hmm. like I'll get the heaters on and by the time that it's time, time to train and I don't want to train, I'm like, well, I've already put so much utility in it. Uh Like I already spent money getting the (laughs) gym warm. I better come out here. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably go train or like I'll take pre-workout before I think about it. Uh Um, and once I've taken the pre-workout, I'm like, there's no oh, way I'm just going to sit down and work <laughs> yeah, with, exactly. with this I, type of energy. My nope. palms are itchy. I got to go do something. Dude, yeah. Oh being stuck yeah. in traffic on pre-workout Ugh. is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> what works for me, honestly, more often than not, is just get through the fucking warm-up. Yep. Like Monday, I didn't have a great day at the gym. I After I was done squatting, I'm like, I don't fucking want to do this today. I was like, okay, well, then cut your reps in half and then bring in down a set. Finish it out. You'll be out of here in 45 minutes. You have 45 minutes to do this. Just fucking do it. Get through it and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't a great day, but I still moved. And still that was did the point. Something which yeah. is better than nothing. So exactly. it was still a good day. It One of my um, mentors, Will Fleming, actually on days that he didn't feel good. So he had this uh, rep one and it measures the velocity of the barbell. Mm-hmm. So basically measuring performance mm-hmm. and on days that he didn't feel good going into the gym, he found that occasionally he had a higher velocity than other days. So like, don't call it early either. Don't think that you're yeah. going to have a, a terrible session just because you don't feel like you honestly are motivated or energized. I, the, the, there have been several times where I have not wanted to go. And like, I feel like it's just spite lifting at that point. Uh-huh. Those yeah. have been some of my best days. To be honest, we've mentioned it before on this podcast. Yeah, those days are the days where you're already focused. You're just focused on the wrong thing. You're focused Mm -hmm. on how much you don't want to work out. But once you get there, you'll focus on the workout and you'll fucking touch it. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred like, percent. For me, those days are always spite lifting I always is fun. Crush it. The oh, days where I'm pissed are the right. best. Those I had a great. Days. Aside from Monday, had a great week in the gym because of that fucking comment last Friday. I was like, "Fuck you, bro. Dude. Watch me." If you don't know rep- what that is, someone called <laughs> Sasha Chunky on our TikTok live last Friday, and we are going to post, or we already posted. Yeah. I don't know if we the posted picture. it yet or not. The picture of our faces. <laughs> the wind up. The second that we heard the guy say that. <laughs> My face is the stinkiest fucking face I think you'll ever see me wear. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, like, <laughs> you bad. know, if people make shitty comments to you, uh, fucking spite lift. It's yeah, fine. it's spite lifting. It's wonderful. Spite, like, we've said it before. Speaking we'll say of it again. lifting, it's a great motivator. <laughs> it yeah, sure speaking is. of lifting, we are actually going to um, talk a whole lot about Olympic lifting today. So, if you have questions about that, um, hopefully we'll clear those up. We do have a listener question or two coming up in the yes. in the end. Oh, um, but. Yeah, uh, in the so, end. Okay. Yes. Um, I'll look forward to it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the little, it's the, the cherry on top. It's dessert. <laughs> um, but so let's talk about preparing for the Olympic lifts because Olympic lifting for the normal person that looks at it at base level for the first time is very intimidating. There's a lot that mm-hmm. goes into it, it's a compound movement. It is very, very, very mentally taxing because you have a lot of boxes you have to check in succession before you can even go on to the next part of your lift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it scares a lot of people unduly because they think that it's a lot harder than it is. And it's like, no, you just have to get a few things really fucking solid mm-hmm. and then you can go play. So yeah. let's, let's talk about how how you would take somebody and prep them for Olympic lifting if they have a very base level, like general bodybuilding background in the gym. Yeah. So first thing I do with any client is I'm going to do an assessment and see where their athletic level is with them being mostly bodybuilding. It's a 50, 50 chance, whether or not they're going to squat correctly in a way that benefits weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a probably even lesser chance that they're going to be able to hold a barbell overhead in the correct way that you need to like sustain heavy load. Mm-hmm. So as let's say that they don't have a good squat, they need to learn how to sit in the bottom full depth as best as their levers will allow them and maintain tension and just get used to these, ex- like get exposure to these movements in parts mm-hmm. because the snatch and the clean are both going to have a squat portion of it. Like you get down into the bottom and for the overhead, right? So breaking it down into two parts, you have the squat uh, with the legs and then you have the overhead with stability. You have to make sure that their shoulders know how to sit and that they know not to try to hold the barbell overhead with their biceps. Mm -hmm. Right. So like a lot of lifters, they're going to try to hold it with their biceps at first and that means they're not going to have a good lockout most of the time and they're not going to be recruiting a lot of their traps or their lats. Um, they're basically using smaller muscles to do the job of bigger muscles. That's the most common thing that I'm going to see with a bodybuilder coming in. And to make it simple, you just break down the lift into portions. So USAW has a top down method where you would do like a dip snatch where you have the barbell in your hips Mm -hmm. and you make sure to, you know, where you need to put your hands, right? That's a big part of it. Knowing just where your hands are on a barbell. Um, For snatch, you're going to have the barbell in your hip. You're going to lean over, put it into the hip crease and walk your hands out until you're able to lock them out comfortably without shrugging. Right. Mm -hmm. And So once you have that figured out, you're going to do a dip snatch where you bend at the knees and do a power. So you're not even going to go to full depth yet. You're just catching it up really tall and high. The legs aren't bent all the way. They're just kind of um, above above parallel. Mm -hmm. Then you move on to the next progression, which is, okay, we're going to go down the legs a little bit in the pull. We're going to go to mid thigh, maybe above the knee, and we're going to do that same movement from there, right? So you just introduce little bite-sized portions of the lift until you master that one and you progress as though it's a skill because it is a skill. 
It's not just a strength sport. With bench press, you know, there's a little bit of skill involved, but for the most part, it's a strength-oriented lift. Mm -hmm. Um, The squat being a little bit more complicated than that. And then the snatch and clean and and jerk are the most complicated lifts, uh, technique and skill-wise, that I can think of other than maybe, like, throwing, right? Or maybe just and really complicated stuff. So... Then make sure after you have the squat down, you do an overhead squat. Okay, overhead squat, we don't have a whole lot of wheels falling off. The lockout's good. The heels aren't coming off of the ground. You're not falling forwards or backwards. You have some decent stability. Now that you have an overhead squat in a mostly static movement, right? Mm -hmm. Now we can introduce it to the dip snatch and start that whole process over. Now you're not doing powers with the dip snatch. You are now doing a full snatch from the dip, right? Yep. And just by increasing the exposure that you're doing the lifts and breaking it down into pieces, you should be able to master the lifts or at least get technically proficient to where you can do the full lift relatively easy. And then it's all little details from there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we talk about this before. Um, That's why you see Olympic lifters train um, like Maddie Rogers. She trains seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, She, her, her plan is loaded that it's safe for her to do so. She's been doing it for a really long time. She's a professional athlete. We're not like saying, don't do that by any means. Um, But uh, they like, you can untrain very quickly sometimes. So to avoid that, if you're, if you're lifting as a sport, like either as a power lifter or as an Olympic lifter, you, you, train those repetitions as often as you possibly can that your body will allow you because you don't want to lose any of it. Cause you're always perfecting your technique. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it, it is another one of those things that freaks people out about it is it does require some time and some energy. Absolutely. Yes. You, like, I, ideally you have at yeah. least three days a week. I have some athletes that do two days a week, uh, learning the lifts and they make progress, not as fast as everyone else, but mm-hmm. so long as they are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they managed to do decently well. And these are people that, you know, aren't really focused on the sport. They have other extracurricular activities that they're doing and they're using the classic lifts as a fun, mentally engaging way to Mm -hmm. supplement their regular fitness program. Yep. Yep. It is doable. Um, It takes a bit more attention, a bit more focus. And if you're ready to give that, then the the classic lifts are there for you. Um, Another thing I was going to add on to that is the rate of decay basically is what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. Um, Neural adaptions are usually the first to go just because they are based off memory and memory, human memory isn't, uh, you know, it's, you're not going to retain how to do a movement that is extremely complicated, like the snatch over the course of two weeks, if you don't touch it. Yeah, like you'll be able to do the movement, but not at the same way. Yeah, it's not going to be as good. Yeah. Right. And it's not that your strength went down. Right. It's that your ability to like muscle memory and to just act and Mm -hmm. move without thinking about it, which is required for those heavier weights, isn't there anymore. And now you have to really feel out and think about what you're doing, which dramatically changes the weight that you can actually lift. Yes. And it makes your training yes. sessions longer. Yep. Like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I yeah you have to do a little bit more warm up. Uh, yeah. A lot goes into it. Yep. I know. That's why getting back into it sucks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about this yesterday because I was like, I kind of miss Ollie lifting. Mm. And I, I like I switched wait. it up. I switched it up uh, probably four months ago. So I haven't really been doing any of those. And I'm like, I'm going to have to start with bare bar if I start over again, because I'm not going to be proficient I'm at those movements in any yeah. way, shape or form or just a PVC pipe. I'm going to be doing, <laughs> I'm going to be doing PVC pipe drills and squats from the hole off the yep. rack for mm-hmm. quite a while to get my knee ready for that shit again. But yep. I can't fucking wait. I'm yes. so excited. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so much fun to Olympic lift. Like if it you're really scared is. that it's hard, it is hard. It is hard. But it's a lot of fun too. I think it's mentally a lot more fun. For and sure. yeah. you, feel, you feel accomplished when you're done. It's like yes. I did something really fucking difficult and really technical that a lot of people aren't capable of doing. Holy yeah. shit. Speaking of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking uh, of technical shit. So 
I see this a lot. Like if you're, it depends on what kind of community you're on, uh, in online. Um, but if you're a part of, or have been looking into Olympic lifting, you've probably seen people snatch. It's really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. How do you perfect it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, how do you perfect it? Like in terms of so making th- the lift perfect? Well, so I think a lot of people struggle with the overhead squat portion of yes. the snatch because the overhead squat is really, really difficult. Um, yeah. So if someone in is struggling, position. yeah, struggling with either hand positioning or their lockout in the squat, aside from what I would tell them to work on their, you know, their lats, traps, their delts and their core stability. Um, what else would you, what else would you give them as input as someone that has done that? a lot to combat that problem volume (laughs) yeah lots of volume repetition exposure like the more you do it the more you're going to get better at it um it's pretty simple straight cut forward if you suck at overhead squats compared to the rest of the lift um or maybe whenever you catch in the bottom you consistently are struggling stabilizing the weight behind you the weight drifts forward because maybe your left delt isn't pushing the bar back Mm -hmm. um, and staying engaged with the lift, then do more overhead squats. Um, The the muscles required to get the lift nailed down and to be able to balance and stabilize will get worked while doing things that resemble what you need to do, principle of specificity. Mm -hmm. So just give yourself more exposure to your weaknesses. Like with with the way that I coach all of my athletes, whenever I find a weakness, I hone in on it. And the way that I hone on it is trying to isolate it and then giving the athlete exposure to that. So like, say they struggle with the bar drifting forward off the floor, right? Which is a very mm-hmm. common issue. The yep, bar yeah. drifts forward and then it stays forward. Yep. What I'm going to do is put that athlete in that first pull and have them halt every, like maybe they'll go an inch up, they'll halt, they'll go an inch up, they'll halt, they'll go an inch up, they'll halt. And if they can get to the point where they can demonstrate that with confidence, then mm-hmm. we can move on to now we're going to do the full thing without any halts, except we're going to do it slow. Mm-hmm. Because if we try to go fast, then the training wheels are going to wobble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not there yet. So let's go slow. And then once we master doing it slow, it's like, okay, now let's go ahead and hit the, hit the gas. You could probably handle it now without a speed wobble. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would recommend anybody tackle their weaknesses to get better at them Uh, is just more exposure, really lean into them and spend a good amount of your sessions, just being able to hyper-focus on that one thing. Yeah. Yep. Do your 100%. bitch work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's it, that's of, fun. The law of specificity. Check out episode number 60, where we talk about the seven laws of training. If yes. you don't know what that is, uh, go check that out. It'll make a lot more sense. Um, yeah. It's like, that's one thing that I was talking with one of my clients the other day. She's like, I really like training with you because you make, you like give me stuff that I like to do, but you also make me do the shit that I don't love to do that I know is going to make the things I like to do better. better. And it's yep. like, yep. that's the goal. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah, you um, don't want your bar like rainbowing no, up. <laughs> no, balance. Zip it. Zip before. it. <laughs> yeah, pull it straight up. Um, Zip. Yeah, I had to do a lot of dumbbell or a lot of barbell upright, like just a lot of high pulls to mm-hmm. get that to get in the line. Um, yeah. I struggled with that a lot. I I leaned like I would bow out on my clean. I would bowl. I was. So you wouldn't use your, your, a lot of your back muscles, right? Yeah, I was, to keep I was the bar close, yep. especially during the transition. Yep. Yes. I used to, I used to struggle with that. I had a physical therapist actually evaluate, um, me doing Y raises and they were like, yeah, you don't know how to use like your mid lower trap at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really developed. And I was like, oh, well, how do I do that? Right. So I did, <laughs> you start with something simple, which is isolating the muscle w- with like, uh, y raises, and then you move on to incorporating that into a movement, which uh, physical therapists have a concept of closed chain, open chain. Um, and that's very similar to that's exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah. 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 And so high pulls is what I would do next after doing Y raises and developing those muscles. You do high yeah. pulls, and now you are developing the muscles that are required to get that bar path in the way that you want it 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I did a lot of TRX, um, YTW pulls. I did a lot of lap pull downs. I did a lot of lap pullovers. If I, like so many different, like, yeah. La- uh, yeah, I had, I didn't have stupid lats. I had lazy lats that just didn't know how to work. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, I mean, I think that you have to build that we, neural connection to them. Yes, yeah, that's, you do. The mind, mind, muscle, the mind exactly. muscle is so important. And that is something that like is invaluable as someone that does lifting. If you haven't made the mind muscle connection yet, this yeah. is why you watch yourself in the mirror and like you do you unilateral videos, work and you, you touch yourself while you're lifting to see how the muscles feel. Cause like to feel, to know what, yeah. To yeah. know what that feels like when yeah. it's the muscle that you're aiming to activate is activated. Yeah, when you actually feel it working, then you're Instead like, okay, thinking, this is how I do it yeah. to make sure that it works because I yeah. feel it working right now. Like it's because I think important. too that a lot of a lot of what I see a lot online is that people think that because, um, like mentally, it feels like you know their glutes are activated because mm-hmm. they're burning. That that you know it's not actually your glutes. Like yeah. you need to feel what it feels like. Yeah. It's, I don't know how to explain it out loud. Like I can like visualize what I'm trying to say, but like actually feeling the muscle be activated is totally different than like thinking that. You're yeah. I mean, it. that's exactly why I'll have lifters pause in segments of the, yes. the their movements. So like, or even control a tempo, yep. right? So being able to say you can squat. Okay. You have good squat positions. Can you do it slow? Yeah. Can you control it all the way down while slowing down a movement or doing a isometric concentric, you are having to develop that, that mind muscle connection to be able to control your body, to maintain the movement in the way that you need to. Um, so like, I think any weightlifter should be able to pause at any position of their pull and hold that they, they should be able to, to do that at any part of that sequence. And, nail it as closely as possible to their full lift in real time. Yeah. Pause mm-hmm. lifting. Um, pause lifting was a big game changer for me to tear apart my fucking technique so that I can make it better. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I've got 165 pounds that I have to hold for three seconds. I really better make sure my back is straight. So my uh-huh. shoulders don't come out of their side. And you'll, and you'll feel it whenever it starts giving out too. Yeah. So like, and you're like, Oh, this isn't uh, the sensation. This is what it feels like to failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is my limit. Yeah to have it give out and to, to have it round whenever you know what the muscle feels like whenever it's contracted and lengthened mm-hmm. is informative to knowing what it is contracted and well contracted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to know how to do it right before you know what it feels like when it goes to shit. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you have to know what it feels like when you're doing it right to know that you're not doing or yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. 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 So I was deadlifting the other day. A good example of this. I was, I'm trying to work back up to where I was. And so I added a little bit more weight. It was only five pounds. And you know what? Those five fucking pounds are the heaviest five fucking pounds every single time. Two and a half pound plates are so deceiving. It's like, oh, you're so cute. You're like a fucking coaster. And then you put it on the barbell. And I can't move it. My first one, I was doing reps too. So my first two felt great. But the third one, I like stood up and I was like shaking my head. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, wrong. I knew that I lifted my hips too fast yep. and I was, my back was rounded. I yep. knew exactly what it fucking felt like, yep. but only because I know what it feels like when it's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the second it was wrong. I was like, whatever. It's the last fucking one. And this is why form check <laughs> yeah. videos are so important if you train by yourself or if you train remotely. Yes. So I did my first round of form checks with my clients this week and uh, I got my first clean video from one of my clients and I was like, it looks fucking beautiful. You didn't pull your butt up too early. Mm-hmm. Your back is straight. Mm-hmm. Good job. Like, you're going to make my job easy. <laughs> beautiful lift. Thank you for being awesome. <laughs> like, we do have question yeah. from the audience. Yeah. Talking about snatches. So yeah. Kenna asked on Instagram um, for power snatch tips. They mm. are having a hard time getting the rhythm down, which snatch rhythm is really difficult, um, especially from like floor to hip crease back to up because there's a lot of weird shit that can happen in mm-hmm. between. Yeah, I mean, so weightlifting is full of paradoxes and contradictions. One of them is you have to move slow to be able to move fast. Uh-huh. And knowing when to move slow and when to move fast is is daunting when you're new to the sport. And even, like, it took me six years to understand that concept. Yeah. Um, before that, I was trying to rip the bar off the floor just very consistently. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I would... 
have a ton of speed and power off the floor. And the thing with fast twitch muscle fibers is they die out really quick. Um, by the time that I got to my hips, I was slow and tired and I had no energy and it just showed it showed in my lift the fastest part of my lift was off the floor and that is probably that is the least important part of the lift for speed Mm -hmm. Uh, so for tips on power snatch um, I would make sure that bar path is correct that the bar is not traveling forward much off of the floor Um, I would do dip power snatches and above the knee power snatches really get used to what it feels like to use your hips to guide the bar up and propel the bar up without banging it. Um, Mm. Keep the bar close. Don't let it drift away. And if you think of it kind of, I loosely say catapult, I'd rather use something else, but where you're leveraging your body over the barbell. So you're over the barbell throughout the entirety of the pull And what that means is like shoulders are in, if you're looking at the lift from the side view, Mm -hmm. then the shoulders are going to be in front of the barbell. Mm -hmm. You want to maintain that as long as possible throughout your pull. That way, whenever you get to the top and it's time to extend, you have all of that extra range of motion to extend your back torso to leverage against that barbell and to propel it upwards, right? Yep. Um, and then making sure that you're using your arms throughout that transition and be, trying to lock out your feet, or not lock out, but land your feet and lock out your elbows roughly at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you do those things, then your power snatch should be relatively good. You. If it's past 80% of your full lift, you probably don't need to work on your power snatch. You probably need to work on your snatch in general. Mm-hmm. Um, your power snatch is considered efficient around that that range. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like snatching, a uh, snatching is my great white whale. I don't know if I will ever be great at snatching. Um, I don't think I will be. <laughs> I, I've tried so very hard. hard to be good at it. It's the clean, difficult. I can clean. I love, cleans, yeah. I love cleans. I love cleans. Cleans are my shit. I'm the opposite. I hate cleans. Oh, I, I love am, cleans. I'm tall, so I love cleans. I am like how it feels. Monkey armed. I got super long extremities. Um, I so I am not built for a front squat. The pull is fine, but the yeah. front squat yeah. is always struggled with. Um, it's definitely gotten better to where I've made the clean my strength. I've always been better at the snatch and jerk though. I love I'm, it's I'm so, so I'm so weird because my, like see, my I arms love are the, long and I feel I like have very it long just arms too. In the snatch. I don't know. It's it, it's, <laughs> it's the walkout for me. Yeah. That's yeah. The I mean spot is tough. So I mean we could we could add this onto the segment. Um if you want to strengthen your overhead lockout for the snatch, snatch behind the neck push presses um Ooh. and strict presses. Right? I do love a good strict press. Yeah. You don't have to go ham on the strict press. Like it's a, it's kind of a compromising position for the shoulder. So I wouldn't go too gung ho with the strict press, but with push presses, you can really load those bitches up yeah. and maybe do a hundred percent, 105% of what your, your snatch is, maybe even more. And that's, that's exactly how you need to, to lock out a lift is just yeah. punching that hard against the, the barbell upwards and locking out your elbows. So like I said, break down whatever part you struggle with, isolate it, find a way to work it. Yeah. 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 The, the push press is super, super beneficial to your Olympic lifting. Like the push press taught me the hip dip connection with the push. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really high. I did a lot of push presses and a fuckload of kettlebell swings to learn the hip hinge correctly and really figure out how to use your pelvis instead as a lever arms. to push out. Yep. Instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. Arms. Yep. Like that was really, really difficult when we Leg talked drive. about the connection. People stuff. are, yeah. yeah, if people are, are having issues with like just the connection of what that snap feels like from your hips, I call it a snap because I, I have to imagine I'm snapping like yeah 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 Flat yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> you're using you're like you're you're basically humping the air with you a kettlebell are, swing you're humping I mean, you're the barbell snapping or your the hips kettlebell. forward you should and 
the only reason that the the kettlebell is going up with your is arms because your arms are connected to it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. that's the hallmark of a good a good Olympic lift. I've been told by my friends that have junk that if you uh, if you sack tap yourself, it was a good it was a good <laughs> lift. You had good hip drive. I was like, oh. I haven't done that in ages. Don't remind me. Um, I'm so glad I don't have those parts for that. Yeah. I mean, you can still smack like the upper portion of your junk. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen. And I bet that hurts a lot fucking worse. The barbell feels awful. It really hurts. It feels terrible. Yeah. Um, Crotch, regardless of what you have down there. It's not fun. It's not fun. Um, that's yeah no oh. i'm i'm traumatized i can't even i don't even know what my thoughts were before that i'm just nope it's, i'm good it's such a pain for that and smacking yourself in the jaw oh. with the barbell yeah Man, yeah, it's, that's a hard lesson to learn get your fucking face out of the yep. way forehead um Fuck. you're gonna hit at least once yeah uh, yep. maybe twice yep. you're gonna wear a mouth guard if you're afraid you're gonna hit yourself in the jaw seriously i wore a mouth guard for a really long time when i learned how to push jerk and push press because i smacked myself in the jaw several times i did one time and i never fucking did again i am a i am <laughs> a slow learner hurt. i am a yeah. slow learner <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've hit my chin probably three times, but, um, I've been very lucky to every time that I've done it, like, especially in the way that I position, Mm -hmm. um, my chin is that the, the bar is going to hit it and just kind of go around it. It's not going to resist it. Like I don't have my chin down at the same time. Um, for the most part, I'm trying to get my chin out of the way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I yeah. Tell people how important it is. Like, be snooty when you're doing your yes. Olympic lifts. Get your nose. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. Because it makes it way easier to get your head out of the way yep. when you're pushing that barbell. And you're gonna learn the lesson the hard way <laughs> when you're mentally tired and lifting. That's your yeah. form's gonna break down. You're gonna smack correct. yourself in the chin. And it's, yeah. Oh, that's yes. right. That's what I was gonna say. So, Klockov, uh, Russian weightlifter, has a thing about uh, basically you don't hump the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Because that that is for sex, and this <laughs> yes. this like the way you want to extend, which is pushing through the floor and trying to get vertical uh, momentum or acceleration. That is very different than thrusting your hips forward. Yeah, right? Right, right. yeah. Um, some lifters they might thrust their hips forward, but they are usually, if they're efficient, leaned really far back at the yeah. same time to where their hips are still pointing up. Mm-hmm. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, that the, leg drive. Oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fun once you get it. It, it is makes you a completely different like athlete. Yeah, in it does. You run better. You do everything better with that. If you golf, your leg drive is going to make your fucking golf swing beautiful. Oh, well, like your hip, being able to turn your hips and like flex your glutes um, for a golf swing. I can't imagine me getting back to the the lanes and seeing how much power I can put behind a swing now compared right? to whenever I was like in freshman year high school. I could not use my fucking driver to save my life. It like lifting has entirely changed my golf game for the better. I was like, a good golfer when I'm I was not a great by any means, I haven't but golfed in a long time. I've taken I've lifted Ooh, stroke dude. off my game, dude. It's, it's good. It's important. So like, if you're talking, we've talked about perfecting the snatch. Um, if you are like hyper-focused on fixing your clean, um, what are some general technique breakdowns you usually see in clients that, that you have when it comes to the clean as a lift? Yeah. Um, a lot of times, especially for beginners, they don't have a proper front rack. Um, they will try to catch it a little bit lower than their collarbones. So whenever you catch a barbell, you really want it deep in the neck mm-hmm. and into the collarbones so much so that as a weightlifter for 10 years, my collarbones have protruded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I, because I of that. calluses when I'm lifting a lot. Like it, I just have a constant like little red spot. That's just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barbell hickey. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the time. Yep. Um, I, it's so normal to me that I, I forget that people look at those like they're hickeys and I'm like, <laughs> like what'd you do? It's like, Oh, I was lifting weights. Sorry. I was lifting weights. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm being serious. Stop looking at me that way. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) and, yeah, and you want to have your front delt somewhat developed as well to be able to kind of provide more of that shelf to where the bar is not going to roll forward. But 
that's a common issue. And then the way that people descend into their front squat. So a lot of them will bend their knees forward and they'll try to keep their hips. It's like they're, they're on a wall, um, like back against the wall and they're trying to squat down and they can't send their hips back at all. You, you want to get used to sending your hips back and recruiting your posterior chain. It's okay to lean forward a little bit. I know the the whole thing is like, you gotta be upright. You gotta be upright. It's weightlifting. Um, but a lot of times that is for longer torso lifters or, mm-hmm. or lifters that have shorter femurs and they have the proper levers to get into those positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, especially based on my levers, I have to lean forward quite a bit. So I've had to strengthen my posterior chain and back, um, my upper back a lot to be able to maintain that weight and not dump it forward. Yep. Yeah. And so while we're talking about this quick, I want to bring up something because if you watch Olympic lifting, you'll see two types of presses when you come out of the clean in Olympic lifting. And it really is dictated on how long your levers are and how strong your back is. If you're going to do the, the, um, I can't remember, Lou from China. He, squat jerk. Squat yeah, jerk. You're going to squat jerk or if you're going to do the full uh, split jerk. Um, it is very, very, very dependent on how your body is set up. So if you see somebody doing the squat jerk at a lifting competition, they've already like, like that's, that's like advanced technique. I and they feel pro- like. Yeah. And a lot of times they probably learned with the split jerk at first. And yeah. at some point in their career, they decided that's not for them. Like yeah. it's not just a levers thing because a coach isn't going to look at you and be like, yeah. right. Based on your levers, you should not learn split jerk oftentimes. Like right. most of the time it's going to be a preference that that lifter decided, you know what? Split jerk isn't for me. Like Pyrrhus Demas, um, same deal. I was lucky enough to be able to chill at a bar with uh, Pyrrhus after like the USAWL too. And, you know, we talked about technique and preference and such of that. And it would just one day he was like, you know what? This isn't cutting it for me. Mm-hmm. CJ Cummings, probably the same deal. Uh, switched to a push jerk. And push jerk is basically like a power jerk or a squat jerk, but mm-hmm. you're not lifting your feet. Yep. Um, and Lu Saojun, I'm pretty sure, has videos where he was split jerking at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they've actually talked about that a lot. Um, you can find that on Instagram. I know Squat University covers yeah. that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I feel like we did a really good job of covering the basis today yeah. for Olympic yeah. lifting. So if you have been, you know, kicking around the idea of the Olympic lifts and whatnot, um, hopefully you are a lot less afraid. Yes. Um, David Bear, thank you for joining us today. Find him online, Full Metal Lifter, on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, Come follow me and my craziness. You'll yes. get education and and things that you'll roll your eyes at and things you'll laugh at. It's all right. You're well, good time. Yes. You're well-rounded. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Thank (laughs) you so much for joining us today. Um, Check us out on social media. We're at Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere except for Twitter. And let's be honest, Twitter's a dumpster fire, but we're MTK staff yeah. over there. Send us an email. Out. Hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. We do have three programs out right now at MeatheadAthletics.com. So check those out if you're looking for something new and challenging. Yes. I- I've added one of those programs to uh, my training and I've yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, bulletproof yes. uh, yep. is what you've been working on. So thank you so much for doing that, by yeah. the way. It's awesome. I, I like having that input from other coaches. It's invaluable. Yes. Um, yeah. Check us out online if you haven't seen us before, if you're just coming because, you know, David, thank you so much. Yes. Um, have a great this week. We love you. Don't be a dick. Meathead Test Kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.